Hello Gator Nation and welcome into the latest edition of Locked On Gators, your team every day. I'm your host, Zach Alvaverde. What's up Florida fans? Welcome into the latest edition of Locked On Gators. Hope everyone has been doing well in what has been a difficult week for this country. But fortunately, the return of the NBA, college football, and some other sports is one step closer for this fall. We are now joined once again by Graham Hall from the Gainesville Sun and it feels like it has been forever, and that's because it has. No sports since mid-March, and Graham and I didn't get to finish talking up the college basketball season, didn't get to discuss spring football, but we've all been looking forward to hopefully sports resuming, and we're getting closer to that, as uh, we'll discuss on this episode. Graham, welcome back into Lockdown Gators. How's it going, my friend? It's going great, Zach. You and I back here in person recording this podcast. I don't know uh, how long it actually has been. It must have been nearly four months, because I think back to when I was preparing to drive for the men's basketball game to Georgia. That was March 5th, I believe. So it does feel like forever right now. So many things in that time period. We watched multiple sports like the college baseball team. UF's baseball team set the best program record before losing to FSU. Never really got a chance to finish that final season at McEthan Stadium. But now there is a little bit of basketball news back here in the works. And like you said, football getting back here underway in this time. Although there are certainly some very pressing issues that Florida has dealt with, as many other programs have dealt with right now, that really are ultimately far more important than a team not finishing their season or prospects not being able to make it to campus for visits. There's stuff that is matters to every single one of us, and ultimately our perspectives shape how we respond to things like this. Um, but I think everyone right now is sitting up and listening to what's going on here in America, and especially right here in Gainesville. Yeah, certainly. Obviously, the nationwide protests for racial injustice after George Floyd's death. And before we get into the football and basketball talk, I do want to give kudos to the University of Florida because the coaches and players and administration officials came out last weekend and spoke out on George Floyd's death. And then this week, we also saw Florida Athletics Director Scott Strickland, as well as every head coach, come out with a signed statement, basically vowing to be more accountable and better understand racial injustice and do whatever they can to combat it. And we also saw a a statement from the Florida gymnastics team after one of their former gymnasts came out and spoke about some racism that she experienced at UF. So Florida really got out and responded to it, made a statement of support for Baker, and they're trying to move forward. So I really have been impressed by the way that they've handled it. And I think every university, especially if they've had incidents like that, need to take on the same approach. Absolutely. I think it's something that takes a lot of careful consideration because previously the not best message has been acceptable. And right now, this is a time where people can't really get away with ignoring what's going on because for so long, what white privilege was in athletics was ignoring the plights of your teammates that you were supposed to be sharing this bond with, sharing everything with. And I think that that was so easy for so many for so long. And and I think that if anything comes from this, Zach, I think across the board in Division One athletics, you're going to have a lot more accountability for the plights of many who we have cheered on, but often don't see what they go through on a day-to-day basis, or we easily can ignore that. And I think that if we can change that and help impart that lesson to future generations, that is a start in the right direction. And I would love if that came from this time right now. Yeah, no doubt. And 
On Monday, the Florida football players will start reporting back to campus for involuntary workouts. You also have the soccer and volleyball players that are making their way to UF. And Dan Mullen spoke out on Wednesday about what this means for his team on the Pat McAfee show and actually revealed that some of his players aren't going to come back next week. They've decided to stay at home. Not sure what the period of time is going to be for that, but some guys are a little bit more comfortable with their setting, with their trainers and coaches maybe that they've been working with back home. But Dan Mullen did say that they're continuing to have Zoom meetings or continuing to meet on a regular basis. And he seemed to feel comfortable with where his team is at and how they've dealt with this pandemic the past couple months. I think that you've seen a lot of Florida athletes, and obviously you have to credit Nick Savage for this as well, for making sure that each athlete has a workout program tailored to their needs and that they're all on a, a very clear and the same page for what they need to do in this time off. I think that you're going to have a lot of athletes returning, though, who really didn't have optimal resources at home. Either that was they didn't have the workout equipment that they needed, or it was just tough to really put on the weight that's required or lose the weight that's required for these athletes. It definitely, I think, is going to be need-based. You'll see a lot of athletes that they're going to check in with daily on Zoom to see how their workouts go. You'll see the nutritional staff create a full menu for people here on campus and caloric requirements and recommendations for people far away from campus. That's part of one of the committee's jobs that is founded by Chip Howard and has Nick Savage on as well. This is, uh, you know, we've heard this time unprecedented waters, whatever you want to call it, fluid situation so many times, but this is another example of that. I think that when you look at how Florida has done things in the past where they've checked in with athletes when they're away on winter break or summer break or even keeping up with recruits who have signed but have yet to enroll on campus, they have plenty of experience when it comes to doing this. Yeah. Let's see if they can roll it out to 100 plus now, though, Zach. Yeah, absolutely. And as we get into next week and we look at this football team, you know, they're not going to be hitting the practice field yet to be doing drills or, or preseason camp. These are just workouts. And what that looks like is going to be a new world for these players. I mean, first of all, they're not going to be in the weight room. They moved all the weights to the indoor practice facility, and every group is going to be in players of 10 to 12. They're going to be spread out with each weight station, and they're going to have the doors open in the IPF. So they're basically taking every precaution that they can, wiping down all of the stations after every workout and then thoroughly at the end of the day. So it's going to be kind of a new setting and an adjustment period for these players and the strength staff. They are going to be wearing masks, but it's not required or recommended during workouts. But I think that Florida with the resources at UF Health and all the experts that they have here are going to be able to come back to campus and hopefully take all the precautions that they need to so that this virus doesn't spread here. Absolutely. There's no reason for them not to. I, I think we've talked about this in the past and especially in the recent months as this, as this has unfolded. But UF Health, I think, presents a prime opportunity for Florida. When you talk about resources, when you talk about shans here in the city of Gainesville, I think for those who have followed a lot of the COVID-19 news, a lot of the first people brought to UF shans were, were from out of state. That's how highly regarded the hospital is when you look at the amount of doctoral students, the top 10 med school, the fact that a lot of these people who are training to get their doctorate, who should be going through a clinical setting, now can't travel, are stuck here in Gainesville with not much to do. Florida can have a lot of hands-on people working. That's certainly something that they're discussing right now, how to get as many hands-on volunteers as possible. But I think that regardless, however you see it, 
Florida is in a unique place where they really have some of the most resources in the country at handling this. And I hate to use the term guinea pig here, but if Florida can't handle it, if Florida can't mitigate the risks and have everything clean and bring people back, and this is another important one, start sports in phases without having a shortage of equipment or a lack of PPE, if Florida can do all that, I think it's going to send a really positive message to a lot of these other schools that are really hesitant. I know that you have to be, if you're a Florida fan, feeling good right now, seeing that Florida is attempting to go for it. After a few weeks ago, you saw the University of Michigan's president saying that they couldn't see having any sports if no students were on campus. I think that you would rather have the former than the latter right now, and it, it seems that Florida is going for it and taking as many possible precautions as they can. I want to take this time to tell you all about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. It's a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. There's 16 amazing flavors. All of them are covered in 100% chocolate, and they even have some nut-free flavors. They're soft and easy to chew, and the best thing about them is that they're healthy. If you're trying to lose or maintain weight, you can do it by indulging on this delicious treat. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber bars. My personal favorite is the peanut butter brownie that has 20 grams of protein and is only 170 calories. There's a bunch of other great flavors like mint brownie that are perfect for your diet. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON to get $10 off of your first order. Use the promo code locked on and you'll get $10 off of your order at builtbar.com. We're speaking with Graham Hall from the Gainesville Sun, and we heard this week, Graham, that Florida is planning to have classes on August 31st. And Scott Strickland said that as of now, the current plan is not only to have the season openers as scheduled for soccer, volleyball, and football but also to have fans in attendance. Now, what that looks like, how many, that is still to be determined by the medical experts. But right now, they are moving with the expectation that they're going to be able to have fans in the stands, which I, I think is certainly a welcome statement for Gator Nation. Absolutely. I, I can see several possible things that they have to figure out before that happens, but it's really reassuring to hear that that's the direction that they're moving towards and preparing as if that is going to happen. And if it doesn't happen, then you find out a contingency plan. Several things that we're going to have to see instituted that may be possibilities, may be things that are just the reality of right now, is very limited capacity for these events. I know that that may be a little bit weird and has always been a sign of a lack of support. But right now, I think that that is a precaution that most programs will take. I think that you could easily start doing it with basketball and doing it with lacrosse, easily an outdoor sport. Um, but when it comes to football, Zach, that is where I definitely have a few questions. And I'm sure that athletic directors like Scott Strickland are working on figuring out these answers right now. The biggest one I think of isn't just about the limited seating. It's the use of utilities and resources, bathrooms. the lines. People will be in close proximity in lines. They'll, the bathrooms will have to be continuously cleaned. How would you work concessions because it's passing of food between people? I don't know, and I don't have all the answers, and we're not experts right here, and I think that a lot of those things, again, are, are still fluid and being figured out, but if they can figure out those next steps to mitigate the risks, then I could easily see you bringing back 20,000, 30,000 fans to a, a stadium like Florida's. I could easily see 25% capacity, and that would lead about 20,000 people for football games, and if they can handle that, Again, I think it'll be really reassuring to a lot of programs out there because there is obviously the economic need 
for them to get fans in, in, in the stands. And what that will look like as far as sections of two, sections of three, sections of four, individuals. Are you signing a waiver before you go into the stadium? I mean, so many things that still have to be determined, as well as Florida's record this season. And Dan Mullen, speaking on Pat McAfee's show, was just straight up asked, hey, you going undefeated this year? And what do you think Mullen's answer is going to be? No, I think we might lose that game. And I think a lot of people, fans especially, Love to hear those comments where, yeah, expect to go undefeated this season. But that's Mullen's mentality every year. I think that should be every coach's mentality. If not, why are you showing up on Saturday? I, I think that Florida fans were just a little bit relieved that a coach didn't get up there and talk about 15 opportunities and freedom of choice and freedom of consequence. I love Mullen's uh, confidence, bravado, whatever you want to call it. Obviously, you get on the Pat McAfee show. That's the perfect center for you to have that discussion. But Florida fans obviously have been looking forward to the season even before the COVID-19 crisis because when you look at what they have returning, you look at the schedule, which you and I have both said is extremely favorable. When you look at what some other programs are dealing with, Georgia, the QB situation there remains to be seen. LSU having to replace the whole kit and caboodle. I don't know if there's a better program right now in the SEC set up for success not named Alabama. But if you win the SEC East, you overtake Georgia, then you're on to the next step. For Florida, it's all about getting to that season, getting everyone healthy, staying healthy, getting everyone to campus. There's so many possible landmines that they have to maneuver through. But if that all happens, I do really like their chances of, of running the table in the SEC. I think they are the deepest team. And, and obviously, we may have a little bias just because we're more familiar with the roster here. I always think that when you look at a team like Georgia, they're going to have freshmen and sophomores step up just because of how they've been recruiting as of late. But I could easily see why Dan Mullen thinks that this is a top team in the country. And he's not the only one who thinks that, Zach. He is not the only one. His former boss at Florida and former Ohio State coach Urban Meyer, he spoke out on Wednesday on Fox Sports about a number of topics with the Big Noon kickoff show. And one of them was or players that he sees who could be household names by the end of the season. His choice was Florida wide receiver Trevon Grimes, who played for him at Ohio State. But during his answer about Grimes, unprompted, Meyer just throws it out there. If healthy, I'm picking Florida as a playoff team this year. Ooh. And yeah, I mean, you got you got the reaction on Fox Sports, all the, the analysts hooted and hollered after he said that. But he explained it a little bit more when talking about the quarterback position because he listed Kyle Trask as one of his top five preseason quarterbacks in college football going into the year. And a lot of that was because of his faith in Dan Mullen and what he feels like he's able to do with a quarterback after he's gotten a season of starting experience under his belt. And I wrote about that. So for Meyer, I think he's just trying to check the boxes of teams that he sees makes sense as far as that they can go compete for a championship. You got a returning starting quarterback, you have a schedule that's favorable, and you have a coaching staff that's proven. Those are all things that UF has. Absolutely. And it did give me a little bit of deja vu, though, because I think last year we were sitting here and a lot of people said that Florida's success was contingent upon Felipe Franks taking that next step. But now I think there's a little bit more certainty in the regards of discussing Kyle Trask, and maybe that is purely based on his 10-game sample size last year. Maybe it's because he hasn't had 
the controversy, and I, I got to put that in quote unquote, with the shushing of the fans, whatever you want to call that. But Kyle Trask just seems like a less divisive personality. It's almost as if the narrative went from him being underrated last year with Joe Burrow and Tua to now being this top dog now that they're both not in the I mean, SEC. he's mentioned in the same sentence now as Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields, which is crazy. And it would have kind of seemed like a joke a few years ago because it seems so long ago that we were talking about Derek King and the seven-year gap between Kyle Trask playing in high school to playing now at Florida and being a gem from Texas. I know there were even rumors after the 2018 season about him possibly transferring out of the program and maybe going back to Texas. His rise in the last year really is, it's really a microcosm of college football in a sense, Zach, because every year it's a clean slate. Everyone gets a new chance. And that's really what kind of Dan Mullen has embodied since he's returned to Florida. Everyone got a clean slate. Kyle Trask maybe needed it more than most. And if he lives up to Urban Meyer's words, let's let's uh, throw in there that I, I got to use that word bias because maybe he really is just, you know, kind of trying to get into that ring of honor there. You got to say it. But it really, if Urban Meyer spot on here, who knows football better than he does? If Trayvon Grimes and Kyle Trask live up to his expectations, oh man, there better be a season. I, I know that no one's hoping for it more than Urban Meyer and Dan Mullen, though. We're speaking with Graham Hall from the Gainesville Sun. Final thing for you, Graham, we do got to talk some Florida hoops as the Gators were in the news recently after Andrew Nemhard decided to remove his name from the NBA draft, but not return to Florida. And I think that maybe in hindsight made a lot of sense for both parties, but you know, at the end of the day, that's a five-star prospect that didn't work out. Certainly not the scenario that anyone wanted to see. And now the Gators got to pick up the pieces and figure out who's going to run their point. Yeah, really interesting situation here, Zach. Obviously, you look at Andrew Nemhard, a guy who, a former highly recruited point guard who actually put his name into the NBA draft after his freshman season, returned to Florida, improved his numbers across the board, has really impressed people with with his, I think, durability and toughness more than I think many people realize. Started every game at Florida in his career and played the most minutes in back-to-back years as a as a 19-year-old going on 20. I think there were a lot of people who expected him to be in the NBA by now. But if you've been watching, I think that there's clearly just some a fit issue. I think at Florida, the Gators have tried to go more up-tempo based on, I think, lacking some pieces especially an, an inside center. They they really have been best suited to going more up-tempo, and that's just not really Andrew Nemhard's game. Uh, you saw that after he entered the transfer portal and then kind of shut down any speculation that he would maybe return to Florida for a second time by saying his time in Gainesville was over. Within the 24 hours that he was in the portal, Zach, he got offers from, not offers, but interest from Gonzaga, UCLA, USC, a bunch of teams on the West Coast where it seems like he will be more likely to fit in. The other factor here, Zach, which... Maybe this is a Locked On Gators exclusive, but I don't think a lot of people really realize how there was a recruiting factor here involved. His younger brother, Ryan Nemhard, a lot of people thought that he would actually end up at Florida. He's a 2021 point guard. The Gators were the inside team for him for a long time, but then they kind of cooled on him. I can't say for certain what, what it was, but he appears to be bound for a Pac-12 school as well. Stanford could be the pick. It could also be UCLA. I, I've heard that that possibly led to a little bit of friction between the two sides. Anytime your brother is no longer recruited or has much interest in the program, it can kind of sway your personal opinion. And uh, while I can't say for certain that that's the main reason Andrew Nemhard left, I have heard that that was a little bit of an issue last season. So that's something to keep in mind as well here. The key for Florida right now is what do they do at starting point guard? Trey Mann is still looking at his NBA options. 
has not decided yet to return to Gainesville, but there's many people who believe that the Gainesville native and the Village's standout will return to Gainesville this season after he just gets a little bit more info. But the elephant in the room, Zach, is that Uh-oh. he may not even be Florida's starting point guard next Uh-oh. year. I think if you've been following, and I know that you have, you do a tremendous job now with rivals. Tyree Appleby, the sit-out transfer who joined the program last year, right before Michael Caru transferred to UNC Wilmington, Tyree Appleby has really impressed people with his toughness, his athleticism, his understanding of the team's offense, and his ability to push the floor and run in transition. He can yam it on people at six foot one. He has absolutely amazing athleticism. I think that when you look, he has a very good chance at commanding that point guard role next year if it is a true point guard battle. Obviously, you have Quez Glover on the roster as well, who who gave Florida about 10 to 12 good minutes this year. But really, that there's a void there, and I think that it may be Tyree Appleby's to fill. But the picture got a little bit clearer with Andrew Nemhard's decision to fully decide to enter the transfer portal and transfer out of Gainesville. It'll end up being best for both parties, and uh, man, that's a long. We're a long ways from basketball, though. We're just trying to get some football. Got me excited, but we still haven't four or five months at least until they get to training camp. Sack. We do have the NBA coming back, though. That's that is crazy. You know, I hope that if anyone out there in Orlando is listening and they need a little bit of coverage in Lake Buena Vista, actually, for the twenty-two teams making their. NBA return on July 31st, if it is, hit us up. Yeah, Graham is your guy. Hit us up. Zach will help you out too, but hit me up, please. Well, Graham, thank you for joining us once again. It was great to be back with you. It felt good to get back here and talk a little bit of sports, Zach, rather than this uncertain, tragic situation going on in the world. uh, I hope everyone out there is doing really well. And I know that we gave you a little bit of break with sports, but I hope that you're paying attention to what really matters in the world.